0: I was definitely one of those people that did not even realize who and what I was dealing with. It's hard and not a lot of people talk about it. There's a lot of shame. There's a lot of stigma. I think there's a couple sides to it. As someone who's on the receiving end of abusive treatment, especially from someone who is supposed to love and protect you, there's that shame. I've internalized, but also there's the whole identity politics and don't get into identity politics. But the thing is, if we don't talk about the elephant in the room, nothing's going to get accomplished. While it's true that we all are on the spectrum, you know, narcissism is a spectrum. Some people are very far on the spectrum to the point where they are not safe to be around and they pose a threat to other people's ability to live a safe, positive productive life
1: this is a two-part episode with leslie kane her life got interrupted but she said yes to helping others to creating a podcast if you have felt like you want to do a podcast or publish a book go to coach and get all the details for my next class has your life your dreams been interrupted good news it is possible to reinvent our lives people are doing it every day And some are brave enough to share the struggles, disappointments, and challenges. If you are looking for a new beginning, a do-over, or to rediscover your passion, maybe even find a new one, then grab a cup of coffee and let's talk. Interrupted, Act 2, Reinventing Your Legacy, with your host, Coach Lori. Leslie Kane is a master certified health coach, certified trauma support specialist, wife, mom, plant-based, holistic enthusiast, and narcissistic abuse survivor. She is the host of the top 2% ranked podcast the Vibrant Survivor I'm just going to say I love it so much. Leslie helps survivors heal after narcissistic abuse. She wants survivors to transform into thrivers by disconnecting from dysfunctional relationships and prioritizing their health and well-being. She believes that when we take a holistic approach, we will break cycles of abuse, heal trauma, live intentionally, and fulfill our purpose. Welcome, Leslie. Thank you so much, Laurie, for having me. I am so excited, not only to hear your story, I've been in groups with you, and I know a little, but I don't know it all. So like we always do, start with where you are now and the wonderful life you're living now with all the amazing things you're doing.
0: I feel more authentically me than I think I felt in my entire life, probably since childhood. I'm loving it. I am, I am building a life and creating memories with my family that are just amazing. I've got a senior in high school who's getting ready to go to college and I am savoring every moment and really trying to make every opportunity count, like cheering her on at her soccer game on Saturday or taking her college visiting and really making it an adventure. I think, too, I've just felt more on top of uh, my life and household than I ever have before. And that's really encouraging, and it creates I think a sense of stability and just a a joy and a a cohesiveness even amongst our our family members, even the dog, (laughs) that really it feels good and everyone notices it and feels it. And I just feel like we're all moving forward. We're all on our own paths in a really organized, cohesive, mutually supportive way. Also, I am building a business and brand that I am very proud of, Think that has been in me for a long time. And that feels very purposeful. A friend of mine who was a fellow actor and also a life coach, she told me, whatever it is you're supposed to do, it's been with you your whole life. And I feel like that's where I am now, building a brand and business that I'm very proud of and being able to reach people globally and make an impact. This is really where it gets special, is being able to teach my children the same To really help them, not that they are going to do the same thing or I expect them to do the same thing that I'm doing, their paths are very different from mine already, educationally, Just even environmentally, I get to teach them through my experience, through what I'm building and the ways that I'm growing and changing on how to develop their character, how to become more emotionally intelligent, how to cultivate healthy relationships, how to create their own opportunities and not wait for other people to put them on. It's a beautiful thing.
1: So you're building this legacy with your family. And not only that, you're an entrepreneur and you are helping so many people, Let's go back. What brought you to this place?
0: I think along the way from childhood to adulthood, life was not always great. I was not always validated or encouraged to talk about how not great it was. Recently, within the last, I'd say, few years, I had a huge aha moment, big awakening that explained a lot of things from my childhood through adulthood to Where I am now, I've worked in front of the camera for over two decades as an actor, as a commercial model, host, even moderator in a few different markets. Had a wonderful time doing that. This was post corporate and I did a stint in corporate like a lot of people and changed my diet and lifestyle through a real Sad time in my husband's and my life as a couple where his mother was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. We changed our diet and lifestyle through the holistic therapy that I had taken her to do in Mexico. It did not unfortunately save her life, but it changed my life and our lives. My husband and I went on this journey together, but it changed my life forever. Having grown up in the Midwest, beef territory, and growing up in kind of a traditional conventional diet eating family, this was very different for me. I was able to really transform in my health, and my body, my appearance through this holistic therapy. I had never watched anyone expire before and I watched her pass away. Sadly, after fighting for her for months, I went into the healing arts because I felt like my values no longer aligned with the company that I was working for at that time. My lifestyle, my diet, all of that, I made the decision decision to leave corporate America and go into the healing arts, I became a massage therapist at a high-end spa. After working in that field for a while, I also simultaneously started commercial modeling and acting. When I started a family, the massage kind of dropped off physically. I couldn't do it. The modeling and acting continued, and I got to do a lot of wonderful projects, work with some amazing people, went to LA, worked there. I spent a couple decades in front of the camera. A few years back, I had been asked to moderate some panel discussions at a series of Fest events. There was a gentleman that was on the panel that I was moderating. He had reached out to me separately to help him with some projects. He was trying to put together this plant-based TV show and The whole thing was largely fake. I got sucked in. I wasn't the only one, but I went all in and to help. I was kind of hesitant at first, but then I went in to help. And with my husband's support too, things kind of got progressively weird and some strange behaviors came up and uh, I even got a warning from a mutual friend the sky lies a lot, be careful, watch your back. And initially I wasn't experiencing that. So I was like, you know what, I appreciate you telling me that and I'll keep an eye out. But that hasn't been my experience. Literally within a few weeks, things really unraveled and culminated in a just a horrible tragedy where he allegedly killed his family on Christmas. When I was contacted by A friend of mine to see if I was okay to check on me. I had no idea. And he just sent me a link to a news story. That was my introduction to some really hardcore PTSD. I have never experienced anything like that in my body ever. I was in the gym. So I was already working out. I was having a great workout doing some strength training. And I literally dropped down from doing pull-ups. I sprinted to the locker room and I hyperventilated on the fourth floor for like 20 minutes. And they had to send somebody on the locker room to come get me because I think a friend of mine saw me run out of the gym, saw that I was visibly upset and shocked and sent someone into the locker room after me. This girl who worked at the club held me in her lap for like 20 minutes while I hyperventilated. I had never had an experience like that. It was like I had no control over my body. They had to call my husband to come get me. And I mean, it was horrible. That was a huge event. And the thing is that trauma is not just a one-time event, but it doesn't have to be. Certainly, there are those one-offs. That was definitely like a a huge event, but also it can be kind of a a series of events. In the aftermath of this, I will tell you, though, I received a huge blessing within a day of this happening. As horrible as that was, I got a phone call asking me to moderate the political debates in my state like a day later. So even after something horrible like that, a, a horrific situation, a Blessing can come through, even though in my body, I didn't feel like I was a 100% there. I've made myself say yes, because I knew that it was a great opportunity and that it would keep me on the path of doing something that I enjoyed doing and really walking out my purpose and using my talent. I said yes and got to do that, which was amazing. But over the course of the following couple of years, I noticed there were some other toxic relationships that showed up in my life. I had to get away from those situations. I had to disconnect from those. It all kind of culminated in 2019, I'd say, when I had gotten away from another toxic situation where I had been dealing with this person for a year and a half. And not only that, but they knew about the murders and they knew what I had experienced with this guy and those of us that were interacting with him and dealing with him, even from a collaboration standpoint. And this person actually used some of that situation to kind of manipulate me further. It got to a point where when I realized, okay, something's off here and I disconnected, and then I went on a deep dive. That's also something that's kind of defined, I guess, my personality and and how I move. I've always loved school. I'm very well-educated. I've been to a lot of amazing schools and I've always just gotten into learning. I I consider myself a lifelong learner and I'm always seeking to learn and grow. In disconnecting even from that situation, I went all the way down the rabbit hole, took a deep dive to figure out, okay, what is it about me and what causing me to get into these relationships or Better yet, let these people in my life unchecked to where it's biting me. (laughs) It's biting me in the butt later and affecting me physically because after the murders, I went into therapy. And the first day I was in there, the therapist leaned across the table when I told her why I was there. And the look on her face really was alarming to me. Looking at her countenance as she was listening to me tell my story, she had read the news. So she knew about the situation She goes, Leslie, that's PTSD. She's like, that's trauma gets into your cells. I mean, she was really worried for me. I was just out. (laughs) I was just checked out. I was so numb. And I just, I think it didn't even register to me. Seeing her face, I think kind of helped me to see the magnitude of what I had been through, what had happened to me. In the aftermath of all this, plus a couple of other toxic relationships that showed themselves to be toxic, where it was revealed to me that I was dealing with someone toxic and who was being dishonest with me and in some cases scamming, manipulating. I did a deep dive. I really had to do some soul searching. I really dug into it. One of my best friends was the one who introduced me to the term narcissist. That person sounds like a narcissist. I'm like, well, what's that? I took a deep dive there and and studying narcissist. What is a narcissist? What is that? What does that mean? I'm reading books, listening to podcasts and watching videos and learning and educating myself, all of a sudden the light bulb went on. Okay, so that's what that was. Whether it was a toxic friend group or the toxic boss or coworker at the job or these con artist scammer types that I had come into contact with and let into my life unchecked. Then it became, why am I letting these people in? What's causing me to let these people in? I had another really big aha moment in 2019. My life coach friend was kind of poking at me. She's like, well, what do you think it is with you and these narcissists? I don't know. And she started asking me all these questions. And then it was like, oh oh my gosh, my dad was a narcissist. And so was my grandma. And I just started crying. Like it just everything, the sky opened up and I started crying and it was like, everything made sense. I grew up in a narcissistic family and I was taught and trained to tolerate this type of behavior. It was normalized. No one talked about the elephant in the room. I saw the dysfunction and I even asked about it as a child. I was either shut down or disregarded. No answer at all. Nobody wanted to talk about it. Nobody had an explanation for it. I spent a lot of years as a teen, especially in high school, just frustrated. Nobody's talking about this. What's going on? Why is no one dealing with this? Why is no one saying anything? Come to find out, I grew up in this uh, dysfunctional family and a a narcissist family and everything made sense. Okay. So then this behavior didn't look odd to me or these people reminded me, I could, I could pinpoint, oh, this reminds me of my relative so-and-so or this. I didn't recognize it as being odd or off because I was conditioned. And not only that, the times that I did speak up and speak out, I was met with abuse. I'm sure you can relate when you feel really strongly about something or you're questioning something and then to just be met with indifference or or just anger. And then and it doesn't feel safe. Trauma affects the body. Your body keeps the score. Dr. Bessel Vanderkolk. You when you don't feel safe, you're being sent this messaging, it's like it reinforces the idea of okay, I need to be quiet. I need to mind my business. I need to just be small, be in the background and not bring this up again, not air our dirty laundry. I threw myself further into education by going and getting master certified in health coaching. And then I took it a step further getting certified as a trauma support specialist. And this was during the pandemic.
1: extra cash, click the affiliate link.
0: And then I took it a step further, getting certified as a trauma support specialist. And this was during the pandemic and really understand trauma and how that affects the body. 20 plus years that I spent immersed in holistic health and natural healthy living, it all feeds into what I've learned about trauma and how a holistic approach is needed, treating the person as a whole person and not just treating symptoms. Oh, you're angry right now. Oh, you're having a panic attack right now. Oh, you're, you know, you're hyperventilating right now, or you've got this kind of physical ailment that's flaring up right now. What has happened to you? Like now, okay, what's wrong with you? It's what's happened to you? How do you feel in your body right now? How's that playing out? Everything's come together in a way that I could never have imagined or asked when I was a a senior and I was looking at colleges. I I told my mother I wanted to study psychology, and she insisted that I get a business degree. And she's like, "No, if you you'll have to get a, an advanced degree to get a job, and at least with a business degree you can get a good job, get that good job." So I did go into business school, but it's funny because here we are, decades later, and I have immersed myself in psychology. So it's like I knew, I knew what I wanted to be all these other messages and all of this manipulation and toxicity in, in all of that, I've got lost in the muck and the mire of all of that and the dysfunction and the bullying and the the silencing to dampen my truth or to tone down my truth, whether, whether it was like who I am or what I was seeing around me. That definitely impacted my ability to really know who and what I was dealing with, but also too, to just trust my gut and to be able to trust my own intuition, what am I seeing what's going on and to be able to sense be able to tune in with with what's going on with my body, feelings of not being safe, or listening to those messages of danger or threat, or even that something's a little off, maybe it's not completely dangerous, but maybe just a little off to where you know what, this isn't the healthiest for me, even through that I've been in groups, you know, you and I have met in a group and that's really positive and this has been one of the best communities. There's still a lot of healing that happens in community, especially for trauma survivors. But it hasn't always been that way. I've been in toxic groups. I've been in dysfunctional groups. I've been in groups that were led by people who were scamming everyone and lying to everyone. I've since left those groups, especially given who and what I know, figuring out who and what I was dealing with. But this time being able to help other people because I have that knowledge now. I have language. That's so huge. Having language and education around who and what I was dealing with to be able to quickly
1: disconnect. You mentioned we're in a group. So we're in a podcast group, a master class. I also teach podcasting. And what I admire so much about you and why I wanted to reach out to you is you don't have all the answers, but you said, yes, you said, Hey, I recognize this. I see people need help. I'm a little, maybe I'm a few steps ahead of somebody. And you were so willing to put yourself out there and do a podcast. I was able to refer your podcast to some who was hurting. One of the things I love is how you said normalizing. And I think that's why people can't recognize what's happening to it because the narcissist is so brilliant about normalizing the behavior. But my favorite podcast, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I know it got the most views was the one on poop. And the reason I loved it is because physical health, and mental health go hand in hand. And you said, I learned to trust my gut. Our gut is our second brain. And when we get our gut healthy, our brain clears and we see better. And that's why I love how you're combining the two. Do you want to say more about You're right.
0: We've got our gut brain and we've got our head brain and the two are constantly talking to each other. One of the things that's so cool is that we may not be able to control how other people treat us or how other people behave around us. Now we can control what we tolerate. That's what I've learned. I can control what I tolerate and I can teach people how to treat me by how, I interact with them. And not only that, another thing that I can control is what I put in my mouth. Going on this journey and learning all the things that I've learned has inspired me even more to look for opportunities to maximize the nutrients that I put into my mouth in nourishing my body, amping up the antioxidants. I love blueberries. I love dark leafy greens, like kale is one of my favorites. I grow kale, love it. Not only that, but mixing, diversifying the nutrients that I'm putting into my body. love chia seeds and putting chia seeds into things. And I make chia seed pudding for my family and they love it. And then I top it with blueberries just to really maximize the fuel for my brain. And that's something that I can control. I can control how I respond to people, whether or not to interact with people or continue to interact with people. And I can control what I put into my body. And that's really a powerful thing. And I'm trying to teach my kids this too, to not just fill my body, but to fuel my body with nutrients because that's going to build a healthier gut garden. It's going to fuel the brain because the brain is prone to rusting. So the antioxidants are going to counter the rusting, promote a healthy brain, which is going to help me to avoid cognitive decline. That's the goal here, to be able to better identify, navigate, and heal from trauma, like narcissistic abuse, and and also, too, to just be proactive and preventative when it comes to my overall health and well-being. I'm already creating a shift in my family tree because my lifestyle is completely different from what I grew up with physically, just even the dynamics, the family dynamics. My husband is the polar opposite of my dad. So I did not marry my dad. My kids have an open forum. We have, we discuss things. We have crucial conversations at the dinner table. My husband literally is, is using that book in our family times to guide us through discussions as a family where we can share openly, but learn how to do it in a way to where the conversation is productive while we're sharing a healthy plant-based meal and and incorporating a variety of colors, a variety of flavors, textures, and teaching the kids that as well. Not as much processed food, really focusing more on whole food plant-based eating for better health and well-being, including gut and brain health. I'm so excited that I get to Teach my kids and show them how to do that so that they can carry that forward as they go through life into adulthood. In addition to talking to them about how to identify, navigate relationships, being able to discern who's safe and who's not and make better choices. Talk about it. Talk about the, the awkward and challenging things, helping them navigate their little relationships even at their age as young teenagers, so that they can make better decisions into adulthood. I wish I had that.
1: You had said something about this isn't talked about. One thing that I think is really important, and and I hate to use the word victim, but until you get support and help, you are a victim of a narcissist if they're ruling your life. One thing I recognized in a brief time I was with a narcissist is friends and family wanted to jump in and tell that person what for on my behalf. And what happened was it made my life even harder until I was able to get what I needed in my brain to get out. There are times when other
0: people want to intercede and that can be dangerous for a victim who's in a narcissistically abusive situation. And I would say definitely it depends on the nature of the relationship. I've seen a variety of scenarios where that's played out. My mom was married to my dad for 30 years and he was very abusive and a lot of it was verbal and emotional and psychologically, but he did get physically abusive at one point. And I know that the times when I, even within the context of the household living there, and when I went to confront him and and not even in a hostile way, but I really thought about it as a teenager, how to communicate being hurt and not feeling heard. And I, I worked up the courage to say that to him. It even backfired on me. He backed me up against a wall, and he yelled at me for an hour straight. I didn't even think he took a breath and just completely berated me, spit in my face. What's the message there? The message there for me was, it's not safe to speak up. Don't say anything. Don't ever do that again. I was totally intimidated. There was a time when I told my mother, we were at the kitchen table, and my dad had abandoned us for a weekend. He was an addict, and he would leave us for weekends at a time during those high school years. It was very tumultuous. I really struggled a lot with just feeling angry and feeling bitter. Also just feeling insulted. I remember feeling this like real just this deep sense of like okay, I'm really smart and you're not fooling me, but no one would talk about it with me or or just admit it. And I remember my mom and I being at the kitchen table and us talking and like what is going on? I'm in high school, right? <laughs> I'm sitting at the table like in in my dad's chair at the table and I'm like what's going on? Like where is he? Like, what, what's happening here? And she wouldn't talk to me. And I was like, is it another woman? She's like, no. I mean, I'm playing the guessing game. And then finally, I was like, is it drugs? She's like, yeah. I was like, okay, well, can we like pack our stuff up and leave and go start a new life? So I'm trying to suggest that, hey, let's go. She shut me down. And we talked about it later. I reminded her of her shutting me down. She's like, you will not make me, you cannot make me do this. You will not make me, you guys need your dad, especially your younger brother. You cannot make me leave him. You cannot make me divorce him. Again, I got shut down, but in a different way. And my mom's always been my cheerleader. But at that time, she wasn't there. My brother would have the same conversation with her years later. He was like, look, why don't you do something about this? It was at that point that she took action, and got my dad out of the house.
1: Do you crave sugar? Are you tired? Do you have brain fog? Exhausted all the time? Imagine an enzyme that turns glucose into fiber to help with sugar cravings, exhaustion, brain fog, even weight loss. It's called transform. Email me at lacoach at comcast.com to get your hands on this amazing enzyme. Leslie's story is riveting. If you have ever dealt with a narcissist, you're definitely going to want to tune in for part two. If you love this podcast, here's a big ask. Will you share with your friends and family? Subscribe, give us a review and a five-star rating so that others looking to reinvent their lives will be able to get the help they're looking for. Thank you in advance.